0: Prince by Track. I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about Mr. Happy from Emancipation, recorded March 1996 at Paisley Park, and released on the 19th of November 1996. On the track, we have Prince, and we have Scrap D uh, making his triumphant return, um, and we also have a sample from um, Ice Cube uh, in the form of "What Can I Do" uh, from Lethal Injection, released in 1993. And uh, the track itself is 4 Minutes 47, and joining me to talk about today is Christy Norman. Hello, Christy.
1: Hello, Darren. And,
0: uh, as this is your first appearance on the podcast, uh, as is as is custom, um, I was going to ask, how did you get into Prince? Can you remember, you know, like a, an album that you first bought, or, um, you know, a track that you first heard and that alerted you to Prince? Um, you know, what was it that first got you into Prince?
1: Sure. Um, I... The very first Prince song that I really remember like listening to and enjoying was Little Red Corvette. And actually, my family was on vacation in Los Angeles, California, and I was listening to the local radio there. And I heard Little Red Corvette, and man, I thought it was dirty. They were talking about Trojans. I was about 12, so it was several years after it came out. But it was on the radio, and um, I really enjoyed it. I was a very casual Prince fan uh, after that. Um, it wasn't until I met my husband in 1995 that we, uh, I really became a larger than average Prince fan, more than a casual fan, and the, the gold experience really hooked me in. And I know it's not one of the like better-reviewed albums, but it's always been one of my favorites.
0: Uh, okay, well, let's get into this track then. Um, sure. So, in terms of a genre... Uh, yeah. I feel pretty safe in saying rap. And you yeah. know, not just because of the Ice Cube sample, because we have, of course, uh, Scrap D uh, yes. returning. I don't know if this is returning? the last track um, that we have Scrap oh, D, D on. Oh, returning from, yeah. Well, he was previously on Chaos and Disorder. Right. Um, along with Stepper Ranks, um, who unfortunately has been missing in action ever since, because I don't think Stepper Ranks has done
1: anything since case disorder. Has Scrap D done anything since?
0: I don't think he's done anything since Emancipation, <laughs> no. I so, can't...
1: Like, even on PrinceVault.com, there was, like, a link, hyperlink on his name and nothing. Like,
0: yeah. No, static. He's, well, he's a red link on uh, PrinceVault. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. He has no page. Um yeah. <laughs> But if you do a search for Scrap D... Uh, there are some sites that kind of list all the contributions um, that he made and okay. they basically stop after Emancipation. Um, yeah. So I don't know who Scrap D was. All I know no is either. he was he was a rapper who somehow managed to um, get into Prince's Good Graces for the space of about a year. And then after that, you know, Prince... Uh, well, in all fairness, after this album, Prince released effectively three archival albums so i don't think there's right. an opportunity for scrap d to be a part of those but then also by the time we get to rainbow children i don't think prince had the need for a rapper
1: um, no i so agree i don't i don't you think post
0: 2001 there's very much rap on prince songs after that um, unless it's
1: performed by prince of course right which is always a pleasure that's how, that's how i prefer my rap is by prince <laughs> yes uh, so at the very beginning of the song
0: we have prince putting on a voice yeah which is never really my favorite thing for prince to do um yeah, no not he, so much he sounds like he's kind of i don't know drunk or something um <laughs> where he says turn off that weak jam man uh, mm-hmm. mr happy's here and we're bugging Um, Now I do not know if Prince is a fan of the film Clueless But that finishes with uh, a wedding um, And at that particular wedding you have the various guests Played by the main characters And um, the three male characters are talking And one of them played by the one Doctor from Scrubs Whose name I cannot remember at this particular point he, he talks about how he is bugging, and um, Paul Rudd says, oh, yes, man, I am bugging too. And obviously, <laughs> I, the, the way that Paul Rudd said bugging is more authentic than the way Prince says the word bugging Ye- here. Agreed. Um, you know, so, <laughs> and you don't get much whiter than Paul Rudd. You do not. Um, the the ageless beauty that is Paul Rudd um, <laughs> still looks the same now as he, he did in 1995. But yeah, so I mean, I, I don't know. It's I feel that, that that kind of introduction is always kind of... It, In terms of this song, I don't want to give away my grade too early, but I feel like that takes one star (laughs) off immediately because it's just such a it's such a kind of odd way for the song to start. It is. And I thing is like the hook of the song I don't think is particularly bad. Um, You know, that like that. I will take care of you whatever you want. I do it right. You know, I feel that's, you know. Um, I will take care of you Mr. Happy every day and night
1: okay so who is Mr. Happy what is Mr. (laughs) Happy do you think do do you think he he is Mr. Happy giving joy to someone else or is Mr. Happy his uh, private area
0: I here's the thing I mean personally I don't want to be thinking about that as the definition of Mr. Happy (laughs) I like to think that he's calling himself Mr. Happy because obviously he has a name that he cannot say out loud well that's fair you know, so and this is something that he's done, uh, uh, you know, on um, tracks that are on on Gold and also on Chaos is that he has asked people to say his name, such as in the song Shh, where he yes. says, say my name and the yeah. other person can't. And, yeah, you know, because it, it's it, unpronounceable. Yes. And And he's also talked about how, you know, this is this is the captain with no name speaking. And so, like, I think this thing of him having no name means that at some point when he actually wants to give himself a name. He has to pick some other way of saying it, and for this song, I I think yeah. Prince is referring to himself as Mister Happy.
1: Okay, then um. we'll go with that from here on out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just as I mean, that's the way that I've always heard it. I don't okay. I don't think I don't think it has the kind of the sexual meaning mm-hmm. that maybe it might have had with an early. Like I can imagine Prince in nineteen eighty saying Mister Happy and referring to his genitals. Right. I think I think by the time you get to Prince here, approaching you know forty. I, I don't think he's he's kind of referring to it in that way. Yeah,
1: well, he's a married man now, too.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. And I think this is just his way of giving himself a nickname so that he can refer to himself in this song without no. having to say, you know, the artist formerly known or, <laughs> you know, any other kind of...
1: Taf Cap or...
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I, it just feels like a quick way for the, him to give himself a nickname so he can actually, you know... Obviously, he did spend a lot of time saying his name was Prince at one point. Right. But uh, he can no longer do that, so... <laughs> You know, he's got to he's got to be able to bring himself into a song some way. Right. And we do get I mean, what I would say is the best approximation of, of uh, gangster rap that Prince can bring where he says, I got some money, I got some juice, but something's funny and it ain't you. And, <laughs> yeah you know, this is I mean, I guess most of this song is essentially it's partially like Prince boasting, uh, you know, as Mr. Happy. But also there is this element of kind of dissing people. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like he's dissing anyone particular. So you're kind of like... Just a general you know, diss. Is, yeah, is it like is he referring to me, saying that I, I don't have the money or the juice?
1: That's a good question.
0: Um, and he says, I comes to party, but don't want to be alone. I need somebody, someone grown. Um, so, yeah, so,
1: I guess. Uh, I don't know. That could be, you know, Mete is a woman now so yes you know he needs yeah. he needs a woman and not a girl
0: and I'm, i feel like he's also referring to Maite where he says sugar baby with curly hair right yeah uh, I dancing agreed. crazy underwear that's that seems like um, and then there is a point where someone in this song does actually say the word prince um you know which obviously mm-hmm. you know post post 1992 um, you know, saying his name out loud was, of course, verbatim. Right.
1: That um, somebody bought a house next to him. Yes.
0: Yeah, or should I say, verboten. um yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I mean,
0: then kind of we get the, you know, the the effort of Scrap Scrap D. Um, I, I always want to call him Scrappy D.
1: Yeah, me too. Well, and that, that's like <laughs> a. Wasn't that a Scooby Doo's nephew was Scrappy? Yes, Doo? indeed. Yeah, so I always want to call <laughs> yeah. him Scrappy Doo, and that's not right.
0: Yeah, no. Uh, but yeah, so we have this, this kind of rap with this uh, pump it up, pump it up, brown man puffing on a wheat jam. Mm-hmm. Um, understand this is 80 proof guaranteed to get your girl loose if she do. <sighs> uh, uh, well, yeah, I know. Uh, throw your set up to the roof. Third finger down if your wild, make a sound. Oh, I mean...
1: get wild simple. I, lo- I like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, like, a little kind of shout out to get wild there. Uh, look at my people getting down. Uh, skip the Remy and let me have some My- Mary Tyler Moore. I—I I, I mean,
1: What an obscure reference. I don't know who Remy is. I mean, I know who Mary Tyler Moore is. Do you know who Remy is?
0: I think in that case, Prince is referring to uh, Remy Martin, uh, which is a okay. cognac, uh, a, fa- okay. a fairly expensive
1: cognac as well. Oh, okay. Um, so well, as, that would be I mean, why I don't know it.
0: Well, I mean, the thing is as well is that this is something obviously that you know many rappers around this time did, which is they would refer to expensive drinks within songs right so that fits that yeah. fits well with that although the mary tyler Moore thing i don't know of many other rappers that would mention sitcom stars of the 70s
1: no me either <laughs> Which i guess go with what you know <laughs> yes he grew up in the 70s so <laughs> maybe but it seemed obscure and a little unusual and a very unusual choice to me
0: and i, th- I but... think i think the funny thing is as well is by saying mary tyler Moore of that new power soul like he's saying give me more of that new power soul but just put in the words mary taylor moore in there for some reason which is something that rappers do they, there is a there, you know this is a trademark of some rappers where they will right they, they will add you know particular pop culture references in and use them in a in in a sense of as, as some kind of like verb and i think you know that's what he's yeah, trying but to do was here.
1: mary taylor more <laughs> pop culture reference in the mid 90s because um... it doesn't seem like it to me <laughs> No, I, I mean, I think this
0: as well, I can't even, I, like, I can't even recall, like, what was she doing in, like, 1996? Like, you know, um, I mean, maybe she'd been nothing? looking to the TV Hall of Fame
1: or something? Like, maybe,
0: maybe. I um, don't know. I, I, I mean, it's just it's just one of those unusual things where it's like, um, like, really, she, you know, she hit her peak in the late 70s and that was it. Um Right, you know, she didn't. She didn't really like. It's not like she had a significant film career <laughs>
1: after that. No, I think she did more like producing and behind the scenes work after Mary Tyler Moore yeah. after the like the show. I know. I don't it's... know why he would include her at this time. <laughs> yes. Maybe he was empathizing with her producer self, since he was now you know all things, not just the maker of the music, but producer of everything at this time for this album maybe he was empathizing there but i guess and the thing is the next line doesn't even
0: clear that up when he says coming from the midwest passing every test with a fuzz tone remote control i'm like i mean i do like when prince refers to his own roots um as he does there, saying he's coming from the midwest um because i think like you know obviously in the middle of let's not forget you know we're talking the mid-90s where you know there was the whole you know east coast west coast you know, people were dying over the these these different kind of you know the, the different types of rap. Um, you know, right. so this you know that is obviously a very serious thing. But I like the fact that Prince likes to define himself as Midwest rap at this particular point, as though either of the coasts would have a beef with that. They'd probably just be like, oh well, you know, Prince is very pleasant. Yeah. We're not gonna uh, we're not gonna send anyone to shoot him. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's 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 almost like he's attempting to start a beef. But people are just like, you yeah, know, but Prince, you're very you're very you're like you're a really good artist and you're very pleasant. So I don't know why mm-hmm. anyone would uh, would start a beef. Um, but yeah, so that is the kind of puzzling rap, which <laughs> I again, the kind of the reference to a weak jam as well. Like this is something that Prince does. I mean, this is not only on this album, but, the you know, there's a couple of songs on on albums after this where he refers to something, you know, being a weak jam. And right. to me, it's like um i don't know prince you're just setting yourself up for that being the review of this particular song i feel um you know there's a temptation for people to go yes this is indeed a weak jam prince thanks for giving me the uh you <laughs> yeah know, the review line <laughs> the heads up yeah um so um and then of course we get the chorus a couple of times um and then yeah. we, we finish off with a rap um you know this like i said this is clearly a rap song um and we have, uh, <laughs> I mean, there's some very interesting phrases in this as well. Uh, I'll, I'll make your love come down like a freaking elevator, which is, um, you know, I, I mean, in the middle of the night, bo- um. body vibrating like a pager, which is a wonderful line that just dates this song to, It's so, oh, you know. to like
1: almost the minute. <laughs> oh my yeah.
0: gosh. Uh, like literally like about 18 months after this, like no one would have pages, and pages would become a running joke on 30 Rock. Uh, exactly exactly literally at the moment where pages will become irrelevant although at the same time you know the wire did not start for like another five years and the first season of that is all around pages um so but well but that was
1: a different kind of culture too i mean that's a more secret yeah it was more secretive this was like supposed to be like the latest and greatest, and, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and it just makes it sound old now. Um, although I
0: think maybe confirming, you know, the the Remy Martin uh, reference earlier, he says, "You play okay. the drink, baby, I'll play the chaser." Okay, um, so that not, makes sense. Not that not the people would have Remy as a chaser because you know I feel like it's it's too rich for that, but. Um mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, you know, dinner eight then intercourse at my place. Keep the drapes open VCR the whole bit. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. um <laughs> just literally about a year or so before DVD would hit and be like a big thing and I I mean, I just I exactly. love I love the fact we have both a pager and a VCR mentioned in this uh, um in this song. Yes,
1: it's it's very very indicative of the time. <laughs> yes. You know,
0: and we finished with stuff like Rock Your World, Knock Your Brain to Another Planet. Um <laughs> you know my north pole can generate heat. Uh, I feel that is definitely yeah, a well, sexual um, reference. Uh, absolutely.
1: Um
0: uh, been thinking about me hmm, I can see the stains in your sheets. That's a little unpleasant. Uh before the reputation they used to all pass to me. Um and then, you know, straight up the lifestyle of Mr. Happy. Um Yeah. Uh and, who apparently there bought we have it. next to Prince. Um Yeah. yeah. And so I mean I feel like the, the problem that I have sometimes with Prince's rap stuff is that obviously he was a little late to the game. You right. Know, and by the time he got into the game, you know, everybody else was teenagers and he was approaching 30. And it, it feels, or he was in his mid thirty, should I say, by the time he actually yeah. started rapping on songs. And sometimes I feel like, you know, and this is something I, I've probably said a few times, which is rap is a young man's game, um, you know, or a young lady's Agreed. game, if you were salt and pepper. Well,
1: well, a young person's game and certainly... A- at this time when rap itself was still kind of young it wasn't didn't have the pop or mainstream appeal it was just coming into that uh, at this time so it definitely was a young person's game and even now it's it's still f- primarily for young people unless you've been doing it since you were a young person
0: yeah and, and I think yeah. that's the thing is, you know, if you if you if you know any, uh, you know, of the kind of the big rappers of the last few years, uh, they are all basically teenagers in high school <laughs> when they start. Yes.
1: And that is yes. true
0: of most of the kind of, you know, if you think about, the, you know, the, the groups from the 80s, they were all teenagers in school when they started. And I think that's the thing that always kind of hinders uh, any kind of rap that Prince does. I mean, Scrap D might have been a teenager. We don't know. We know very little about the man. Um, Right. But it certainly doesn't feel like he's a teenager on this song.
1: No, it doesn't. But I always find it kind of endearing that he's reaching for that youthful sound. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I never mind it when Prince raps that much. It's kind of funny. I think the thing is as well, in later years, he grew into it like... He kind of, to start off with, he didn't seem to
0: understand, you know, he had a lot of kind of very simple rhymes and, you know, he always rapped on the beat and he basically kind of, it was almost like nursery rhyme rap. That was kind of the stuff that he did to start (laughs) off with. Whereas later on, I mean, there's some turns of phrase in this song, you know, that are interesting, um, particularly puzzling though with like the Mary Tyler Moore stuff. Um, but you know, so there are, there are, you know, there are interesting things that Prince starts to do with some of the rapping that he does later on, but I feel by the time he matured into, you know, being able to deliver a good rap, you know, the art form had kind of passed him by a little bit and, you know, he really, you know, even though he was, you know, um, competent at it, he, he never felt like, you know, rap, you know, as an art form is mostly stuff that's on the cutting edge. And if you're not right. on the cutting edge with it, then it ends up looking a little bit foolish um you know and i think that's something that kind of brings this song down a little for me which is aside from the opening which is uh, i would say embarrassing um i don't think i don't think i would ever want to play this to a non-prince fan because i'd be like no excuse me while i skip the first 20 seconds of this song (laughs) so you don't hear this or i'll give you an mp3 (laughs) and i will cut the 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 intro off just so Mm -hmm. you get straight into the song because that that opening is just it's very cringy um yeah you know so th- that is a you know detriment against it but i think you know the way the rap is delivered um by both prince and Scrap d in this song i don't think it's bad um and i think the chorus is is quite catchy and i also think that the the style of production that prince does is different to what any rapper at the time did um you know you had stuff like boys to men that had a lot of kind of production on them um, you right. know, you had stuff like, um, you know, the East coast or the West coast stuff where they, they relied a lot on sampling stuff from the seventies, um, you know, stuff that basically influenced Prince. So they, they kind of have a, a common, you know, influence. Um, but Prince chooses to make his own, aside from obviously using an ice cube sample here, he usually chooses to make his own music. And most right. of this, you know, the chorus it's definitely doesn't, isn't got any samples going on. Um, And that's something that's unusual within rap, certainly at the the particular time when this album came out. Um, Absolutely. And so that's what I guess that kind of makes it slightly more interesting than most rap because, you know, anyone can take a record, find an interesting break and just rap over that break. But Prince is essentially making the break and then rapping over the top of it.
1: Yeah, I wish he'd sampled himself more. Yeah. Uh, I think that would have been if he'd sampled himself from the 80s. I mean, I get that he was, it was a break from Warner Brothers and he was trying to break away from his past self but I would have I think it would have been really enjoyable enjoyable and had a lot of mass appeal if he had pulled in some of the his own work from previously and sampled himself I think it would have been fun and really added a lot and been a a better fit for rap at that time
0: yeah and I think that would, I think it's as well as like, you know, Prince obviously very protective of his back catalogue. Who else could sample Prince right. but Prince, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, exactly. And So that would have made it unique because it's like, yes, you know, I am, you know, I'm, I'm sampling if I was your, you know, girlfriend and wrapping over the top of it because I'm Prince and I can do that. And no one else is allowed right. to use that.
1: And I think right. nobody else is allowed to use it. And who, who else has a back catalogue like that where they can, they can pull from themselves. He didn't need anybody else. He is yeah, amazing. Had it? He had it all right there.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately, so. that isn't what he did with this song.
1: <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's not. Um, oh, wish I would, I could.
0: Yeah. Um. So you know, I think personally, for me, I mean, we we're immediately one one down at the very start. Um, <laughs> with with that mm-hmm. intro, um, and then I think you know, uh, like there are certain things that happen in those raps where I'm like you know i feel like the idea got slightly lost i like the interesting idea of taking word like more and adding mary tyler more to it but it just Mm -hmm. ends up confusing you and you're like i don't think that's quite how rap was doing it at the time it wasn't just non sequiturs it was stuff that kind of built on um stuff that was in the you know a different like kind of verse and he's not building on anything he's just randomly throwing that kind of stuff in um so yeah. for me, I don't think I could go any higher than a three. To be honest with you, I'm really leaning to a two and a half. Um but I would I would stick with a three out of five for this one.
1: Yeah, I agree. I was between a two and a half and a three. I mean, it's fun. I don't think I would skip it if I was listening to the album. I would let it play, but it's not one I'm gonna go back to very often.
0: And also it's almost five minutes which is yeah. a lot of time it's, for it's this kind of for long. this type of song yeah and yeah. you know the, the kind of the the kind of the chorus repeats a few times and it's not like prince does anything with it like you know there are, there are songs that are on this album where prince repeats the chorus but he'll drop out the drums or drop out the bass or like he'll actually do something yes. with the production on this it just feels like we're stuck in a loop which is obviously you know what most rap records at this time were but when prince is the one creating the loop you think to yourself, right. you could do something more with that loop. You don't just have to have the same kind of keyboard thing going round and round. You could actually Agreed. do something with it at each time and make it interesting. But, you know, we can't we can't rewrite the song um, 20 years later, unfortunately. No, um,
1: that's all right.
0: But I just feel like there are a couple of other things that Prince could have done with the song that would have made it more interesting. Um, you know, yep. aside from the fact that he also puzzles us by never telling us who Mr. Happy is um you know that's like you know and, and i feel like if you're gonna have the title of the song be mr happy you have to kind of give us an idea as to what that's a reference to um you can't yeah just... don't
1: leave it so much up to my interpretation tell me yeah i want to know you have a specific <laughs> idea i want to know what that is
0: yeah uh now prince performed this song you know a little bit but normally in a medley with uh, take me with you and raspberry beret uh, around 97 98 99 Um, And then after 99, you know, he he dropped it from his set list and and never performed it again. Um, Or, you know, which I can kind of understand because, you know, once we get past 1999, Prince doesn't really have a rapper in his band for most of the rest of his career. Um, You know, the only rapper in the band at that point is Prince if he wanted to do any rap. Um, you know, so I, it kind of feels natural that like a lot of the songs from this album that had rap elements were kind of performed a few times and then dropped after that point. Um, yeah, but that also the fact that it was always performed in a medley um, kind of tells you as much as you need to know about the fact that Prince never felt the, the need to perform all four minutes, 46 of it you know in a live setting i guess i would he, say
1: that was a good choice <laughs> yeah
0: i'm gonna guess there would have been a crowd who like maybe three minutes into it would have been like wait we're, we're getting the whole of mr happy like what is going on here yeah. <laughs> um and also where is scrap d i don't, yeah, I don't know that, <laughs> i don't know i don't know that prince would take scrap d out for uh tours with him uh, just to sing no. on mr happy as well um so anyway i feel like we've said about as much as can be said about mr happy so let's go to plugs is there anything you wish to plug christy
1: sure um i host i co-host a podcast with my husband the mountains and the sea a prince podcast and you can find us on twitter at t mats t-m-a-t-s podcast and i also actually co-host a different genre of podcast it's called killer fun and we look at the intersection of crime and entertainment and you can find us on twitter at killer fun pod
0: great stuff you can find us on facebook at prince track by track or on twitter at prince podcast or you can email us not sure where you would unless you're scrap d please scrap d if you're out there yes please send Tell me an email at prince track by <laughs> track at gmail.com uh, thanks once more for being my guest here christy
1: thank you i appreciate it
0: and otherwise goodbye bye